Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, August 7th at Saratoga. Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. The late pick four is what we're going to first take a look at. It includes a couple of grade ones and then a couple of allowance races to wrap it up. There is also an all-stakes pick five. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, Jim, let's start with this late pick four, which starts in the ninth with the grade one Saratoga Derby Invitational for three-year-olds over a mile and a three-sixteenths on the turf. A lot of uh, foreign influences here. Where did you land? Pretty good race to start off with pick four. We're used to starting off with a maiden special weight or something. So this is a grade one um, not, very nice race with a lot of ways you could go. I I went with Secret Protector here for Charlie Appleby. He's a, a trainer from England who's come over and, and been very successful on the big day at Belmont. Uh, and this horse hasn't raced over here yet. Mike Smith takes the mount, uh, comes off a 109 time form rating. Uh, it's hard to hard to gauge those stakes over there, but I would assume a Group 3 at Ascot is probably close to this race. Uh, so I think Secret Protector, you've got to look at, at this horse with Mike Smith taking the mount. Cadillac uh, was the uh, wise guy horse last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Went off at 6-1 to one and had a little bit of trouble. Uh, was wide in a 14-horse field and only got beat three and three quarters. Came back in his first race this year and won at the Curra in a 111 time form. So I think you got to consider Cadillac. State of rest for Joseph O'Brien. Got to throw him in there because of Joseph O'Brien. And then uh, I'm going to use those three horses, those three foreign horses in the pick four. Soldier Rising seems to be a steps below these horses. Uh, this is an a big step up for this one. But Christoph Clement, you might not want to throw him out, but I'm, I'm not going to use the one. I'm going to use Bolshoi Ballet, who seems to be the best uh, horse who has raced over here one time and won the Belmont Derby grade one back in July. He's trying to make the uh, double, I guess, the New York double. Um, and this horse obviously was uh, very well meant and uh, came over from from Great Britain and those horses seem to be the best in here um, the other the other American horses really couldn't make a case for any of them King Fury is a little interesting to me simply because he's run very well on the dirt uh, and they're going to try something different with him he only almost won the Ohio Derby last time out and uh, the first time on turf, uh, I've never bet a horse first time doing something, but McPeak knows what he's doing. So King Fury might be an interesting uh, long shot in here with Jose Ortiz. But uh, the, the three Europeans and the one, the, the other European that's raced once over here are the ones I'm going to stick with on this race. I am uh, all about the Euros in this spot. And I ended up uh, taking a, a shot with State of Rest. And I think he is going to... Um, outrun his odds and he could win this but if not he could definitely spice up exacta or a try i think bolshoi ballet secret protector cadillac all are more accomplished but i was intrigued by joseph o'brien shipping this horse over the horse ran uh really well off a long layoff got his best time form figure they uh, get johnny v to ride so that intrigued me even though his numbers haven't been good at saratoga and so I went back and looked at his one race this year as a three-year-old, and he was buried on the inside. And the jock at one point pulls his stick out, but he can't use it. And he has to wait and wait. And it was probably inside the last 16th before he finally got a seam. And he came through it and then had to squeeze through another seam. And he came running and wasn't beaten much for all of it. And I just thought, this was a really improved effort. He's never been this far, but 
looked like that he could handle it from that race. And I think for the price, I think you'll get every every bit of the morning line price. I'm going to try that horse and then key him in exactas with the other three euros and use all four of them when we get to the pick four. So I'm going to try to catch a price, hopefully, on State of Rest. Tenth race is the grade one Whitney, and I am all about Nick's go in here. It's a really nice uh, field for just five horses, but three-year-olds and up going a mile and an eighth, and I think Nick's go is the controlling speed. I know they, they think that the key for him is that he prefers two turns, and he didn't run well in the Met Mile around one turn, but came back and ran sensational in the Cornhusker. Didn't beat anything like he's facing here, but still looked tremendous. And uh, he ran some huge races last year, including the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile here at Keeneland. Been working great for Brad Cox. And uh, I think he looks awfully tough as the controlling speed in here. And uh, if I play the race, I might just do a straight cold exacta. Nick's go over Swiss Skydiver. I think she ran one of her best races in the Alabama at Saratoga last year. She gets Irad Ortiz. And um, I just think that uh, McPeak you know, certainly spotted her very astutely in the Preakness last year, and I don't really think she can beat these, but if she could get second, you might get a you know, decent exacta. I think, uh, for me, it's going to be just singling Nixco in the pick four. How about you? You didn't even mention Maxfield? No, nah, I mean, I'm just, I, I think, <laughs> you know, you could, I could take them all. Um, I yeah. think, you know, the uh, Asmussen horse that won the Met Mile, uh, Maxfield, you know, outstanding. I'm just going to take a, a stand yeah. with Nick's go. And, um, you know, if, if I get beat, I get beat. I just think he's kind of the race shapes up well for him, but you're right. I should have mentioned Maxfield because of what he's I, accomplished. Well, I want to mention Maxfield. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen um, or list with skydiver and silver state. I, I really, I took the opposite approach here. Uh, I can make a strong case for everyone in the race, except by my standards. Uh, and that's a scary thing to do because when you do that, the horse only lost the Met Mile by, by a length to Silver State. So when we get to pick four, I'm going to use them all. I, I don't think Nick's go. Um, he, it looks like a slam dunk in here. I just have a question mark about he came back with Met Mile. It's only around one turn, so he didn't like Belmont. He uh, has raced once at Saratoga early in his career before uh, before Brad got him. Um I just don't know that he's a slam dunk in here. I think there are other quality horses. Like Maxfield could be closer to the pace and could give him a, a real run for his money. And I think um, I think Ortiz on, on Swiss Skydiver is a, is a great fit. I mean, I'm not knocking Robbie Alvarado, but how much how many lengths is Ired Ortiz worth in a change from Robbie Alvarado? Uh, if the horse just runs as well as he as she did in the Preakness. She was, you know, she was up against good three-year-olds then. These are four and up. I don't know that they're that it's a mountain she can't climb. So I think it's a wide-open race. I think it's as good a five-horse race as you're going to see. I, it's a shame we have a grade one with five horses in it, but that's where we are these days. And it wouldn't shock me for Silver State to jump up and win it. So I'm going to go all here. You made me pick a winner. It'd probably be, be next go, but I wouldn't take six to five on him in this field. So I'm going to take them all. We'll get to pick four. 11th race is a, an allowance optional claimer. The allowance part is non-winners of two lifetime. Three and up, mile and an eighth on the main track. Uh, I end up going for a price in here on Candy Tycoon, the four. Uh, I thought he had a, a, just a brutal trip in his four-year-old debut. 
and won a whole lot easier than it looks on paper. I watched the race, and um, he was the easiest kind of winner for a short margin, and he uh, stumbled at the start and had to race between horses and had to fight back on the inside, and uh, Rosario takes the ride, and his agent's Ron Anderson, one of the sharpest guys out there, and so he puts his guy on this horse. And the uh, horse was pretty well regarded last year running, you know, running in races like the Fountain of Youth and the Florida Derby. So uh, maybe he's just finally finding the form that they thought he had back then. So I'm going to take that one. I think Empty Tomb's real dangerous for the hot Mike Maker Barn. Superfecto, uh, last, the race off the layoff was his best buyer figure. And then Danny California's three for four at Saratoga. So I'm going to use all four of those. But Candy Tycoon, the win pick in the race 11 for me. How about you? Um, I went with Superfecto for Johnny Velasquez. You mentioned something about Velasquez. I didn't realize he's only two for 44 at Saratoga. That's an amazing statistic, and that just shows you Shocking, how, good, how good Cy is and both Ortiz's are up there because Johnny B, I mean, if I had a horse right now, I wouldn't have a problem putting him on his back, but he's two for 44. But this horse for Ralph Dix had a, a really nice prep race for this. He'd been off about three months after he ran a grade three uh, ghost sapper. Didn't embarrass himself there, but they brought him back, uh, got up to the lead and faded, which is a little, little bit short. I think that's going to suit him for this mile and eight stretch out. So I'm going to take Superfecto super here. Also going to use risk-taking coming out of the grade one Preakness. Um, three going against Older, but uh, he's had some time to recover. He was really good back in the, back in the spring at Aqueduct and, um, Danny California would I got to use him as well. He is cross entered uh, on Friday, so he may scratch out of this. I'm not sure whether he'll run in Friday or, or this one. I don't know if he's got an easier spot on Friday. And an empty tune for Mike Maker. I'm going to use those four. I'm not using your horse, but I, you make a good case for Candy Tycoon to be a price in here. But uh, I think I'm going to stick with uh, with the four horses that I mentioned with. Superfecto being my win pick. Last race is a first-level allowance for Phillies and Mares, three and up. Turf sprinters, five and a half on the grass. Uh, how do you see this one? Well, I almost ran out of money <laughs> so because I, I didn't have a single elsewhere. And I almost singled Sussex Garden for Delacour. Uh, he always comes up with – he spots his horses as well as anybody. He doesn't have a lot of horses, but it seems like they're always live. Castellano takes the mount. Uh, horse has been second North America, ran a $100,000 stakes race uh, at Belmont back on June 26th. Got beat by two lengths, but was 32 to 1. Didn't get a lot of support there, but obviously those races in, in England, they don't look very good. But when he comes over here in a $100,000 stakes race and went and or she uh, plays well, then suits him for the next time. I, I just think the European races are so much better. But I'm going to also use the other obvious horse, and that's uh, the, the Philly Risky Mischief for Englehart and Ired Ortiz Jr. Uh, long layout since last November, but again, coming out of a stakes race, dropping dropping back to an allowance um, uh, horse, one for one at Saratoga, which means a lot to me. Five and a half furlongs, uh, an allowance race last August. So she's shown that she likes it. Uh, pretty acclimated to upstate New York, and I think uh, got a big shot in here. But I'm going to use those two, Sussex Garden and Risky Mischief. So tell me what your pick four ticket looks like. All right, my pick four ticket is an $80 ticket. So first leg is uh, in the Saratoga Derby. I'm going to use four, six, seven, nine, all the Euros that we talked about. Uh, second leg, I'm going to go all in the Whitney. You know, if you like, mix go, it becomes a really cheap ticket. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover them all in there just 
to get through the race. Eleventh uh, race, I'm going to use one, two, three, and five, and three and six in the last leg for an eighty dollars ticket. I am going four, six, seven, nine to begin. Single Nick's go the four, one, two, four, five in the eleventh, and then three, five, six, seven, nine in the last race. I like time left who won at Saratoga already on the uh, 23rd of, of July for, uh, again, that hot Mike Maker barn. Uh, Sussex Garden, I think, is a major threat in there off that last race. Um, risky mischief because of Ired Ortiz. And then it's a turf sprint. There's a couple of Wesley Wards, and I'm going to not let those two uh, beat me since I've got some money to play with. So I'm going to take the five train to Artemis and the nine spicy mark in there. So... Three five six seven nine on the back end. That's a forty dollar ticket for me. Uh, if you uh, are with me on Nick's go and and the others, then you could uh, bust your budget maybe and, and just take them all. I think it's a ninety six dollar ticket. But I'm gonna do five horses. Keep it affordable. Ticket of uh, forty dollars for my late pick four. Uh, Jim, the card has an all stakes pick five that starts in the sixth. Let we talk about those other three stakes just a little bit. The six, seven, eight, nine, ten makes up. And all stakes pick five. The sixth race is the lure on the turf for four-year-olds and up. There's a trio of Chad Brown horses in there. Um, what do you think about the lure? Yeah, you got to look at the Chad Brown horses. I, I went with Flavius. Um, I, I thought, first of all, I'm a big um, Flavian Pratt whore, uh, fan, so uh, he picks up the mount on this horse, and uh, horse comes out of the seat again at Belmont. Uh, has has been running well in grade ones, including the Shabwell Turf last year at Kingman. So I like Flavius in here, but I can make a case for uh, Chad, Chad Brown's Delaware and Chad Brown's value proposition. He may run one, two, three in here. So I, I, the race to me goes through Chad Brown. That's not unusual for us there. Uh, interesting if they get rained off, but I don't think they're calling for much rain. But uh, uh, Tacitus, Tacitus, it's always been hard for me to say, uh, returns after a long layoff and a trip to Saudi Arabia. So it might be interesting if this gets rained off. He is entered for main track only, however. Yeah, I'm with you. I've had uh, I'd written down all three of the Chad Browns and Flavius on top. So we're we're on the same horses there. In the seventh, it's the grade two Glen Falls. Phillies and Mayors forward up going 12 furlongs on the turf. I thought Temple City Terror had a shot in here. I thought... Uh, he was maybe a little too far back last time. Uh, Gaffleyone maybe can uh, keep him a little closer. And horse seems to be in career best form. Late runner, so he doesn't always get there. But thought for a bit of a price, uh, I definitely would want him on a ticket. Um, Warlike Goddess certainly the one to beat. And then there's another Chad Brown, my sister Nat. I think one of those two, Warlike Goddess or my sister Nat, probably the more likely winners. But I'd, I'd uh, take a shot with Temple City Tear and use all of those in the pick five. How about you? I took a shot with Delica here. I think the uh, if you look, there's not much other speed in here. And I, I think Delica has a chance to dictate the pace, and that's what she did in the uh, R.G. Dick Memorial at Delaware. And she came from just off the pace, and then and then held off Luck Money and Temple City Terror. I just don't see who's going to run with her in here. Uh, obviously, Warlike Goddess uh, is the class of the race, but she's got to come from way out of it. Uh, so in a mile and a half race, sometimes that positional speed pays dividends. And I think uh, Delica's got a shot to take them all the way. Eighth race, the grade one test. Always love this race. Three-year-old fillies, seven furlongs, some stretching out, some cutting back. Uh, and um, how did you see this one? 
hate to be boring, but I search results for Chad Brown looks like the class of the race coming out of the acorn. Uh, she's a neck away from being undefeated, uh, and her her loss was to Malafot in the Kentucky Oaks. So I, if she's ready, she's got a short layoff, but uh, to me, she's the class of the race. Always Karina for uh, Chad Brown, and Flavia Brett. Chad could have a big day on Saturday. And uh, the other horse was uh, that, I, that I thought I had a shot was Vigel coming off the Mother Goose win for Todd Fletcher. Uh, huge improvement over anything she'd ever run. Looks like she could bounce there, but they are cutting her back to seven furlongs. So uh, uh, she beat always Karina in the Mother Goose at a big price. So uh, might might be her long shot. And every search result seems to be the obvious favorite here to me. I like the two Chad Browns. I'd probably lean for maybe a little better price on always Karina. Uh, I think maybe the cutback in distance will be the, the key for her. Uh, if she can potentially upset her stablemate, that would probably be why. And then I, I'll probably would throw obligatory on there, um, like this horse on Derby weekend. And I think seven furlongs or a mile is is in her right in her wheelhouse. And if she gets the right kind of pace, I think she'll come running most most races. And then it's just a matter of can she get there or not. Uh, but I think I would want her on my ticket as well. Don't think you'll get what uh, we got on Derby weekend. So. Uh, fun day of racing up at Saratoga. Best of luck to everybody. Make sure you've got your money in your Keeneland Select account to play the races this weekend. Uh, nice cards at Ellis this weekend. Uh, also, uh, obviously, out at uh, Del Mar. So best of luck for them. The In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.